You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. That's right, Fantasy Joes, Ryan, Will, Jake, how are you all? Heading into week nine, and boys, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So much news this week. A lot of the bad news. We're, we're going to get into that and talk about some nice implications. But how are you guys doing this evening? Will, are you, are you crushed that you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers in, in your Superflex leagues this week? I mean, yeah, we talked about a little bit of the Patreon show. But yeah, uh, homeopathic vaccination turns out doesn't mean anything to the NFL. So he's out 10 days. Uh, and we hope he's back for the next week. Uh, yes. I Well, no, I'm not crushed. Uh, but yes, I am crushed in some of the fantasy leagues where I've been relying on Rogers production for a long time. Uh, will we even get to see Jordan Love really start and like have a great, great performance? He was at the Halloween party with Rogers. We don't know if he's vaccinated, what if it's close contact? Uh, I heard Blake Bortles is flying in for a little visit, so it might be BB time, which means <clears throat> fire up every wide receiver because they're gonna be losing 50 nothing against the Chiefs and then put up 30 points on the board. Jake, is it Jordan Love's season? We're going to see him spread his wings and fly and take over that job in Green Bay. I would, I personally would be shocked to see uh, Bortles be named the starters on such short notice. I feel like it's similar to Joe Flacco, other than they didn't trade to acquire Bortles. But um, Jordan Love, I like obviously Aaron Rodgers will not be starting this week, so I feel like it is a great opportunity for him to like at least audition for next season, right? Um, he's obviously not stealing the starting job away from Aaron Rodgers. Um, no one would predict that, but there's a legitimate chance that Rodgers leaves on his own free will next year, and they're either going to have an opportunity to bring in competition for Jordan Love or they're going to let Jordan Love be the guy, right? So at least this gives them an opportunity to see what he can do. And the Chiefs is not going to be like an easy opponent because they've obviously had um, some troubles this year and they're looking to bounce back. But in the same breath, um, this is probably the exact time that you want to play the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't, isn't that the truth? It, it is interesting what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I mean, I just, I just keep thinking each week they're going to fix their problems. You know, my hot, bold, spicy take last week, uh, listeners may recall, I, I basically predicted they were going to explode and Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey with all of these huge games. And, and that, that didn't happen. I, I mean, I think that, um, uh, Terry Kill had an okay game, you know, pretty good game, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. It's, it's the teams have them figured out and I don't know. Well, I, I'm just, I keep thinking it's going to turn around, but, but we'll see. We, we've got a pretty we're good at the, We're at the point in life when 12 catches on 18 targets for 94 yards and a tutty is uh, not a breakout game for Terry Kill. Yeah, 18 but targets. I, but I agree with the fact that like the, the Terry Kill breakout game isn't this, like there's still more in the tank and I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I mean, and I was I was thinking he was going to go for like, you know, 175 and two touchdowns or something like that. Obviously, a great game if you had him on your, your roster, he helped you. But but you know what I mean? Like, like I thought all three of them were going to go off and, and uh, not so much. They so. still were played by the same problems. Uh, Kelsey yeah. fumbling, Mahomes throwing a pass that, that could have been electric, but like yeah. it's, on, it's not timed. It bounces off some guy's like shoulder and gets intercepted. Like, they're still plagued with the same issues because it's not a standard offense because of what Patrick Mahomes can and does do. There was even a screen pass to Daryl Williams in that game where it would not, well, it was a check down, sorry, check down, not screen pass, but it was like still like a jump pass. Like he made it look so much harder than it could have been. 
if you would have read the defense a little bit quicker and just thrown it immediately, would have gotten probably the same amount of yards and wouldn't have had to take a hit or have any sort of congestion or risk. So Mahomes, again, elite is super elite talent. He'll grow with all of this. And I, I think long-term that offense will be fine, but like they definitely, they're a mess. They're a mess right now. Yeah, he's looking more human than he ever has in his career so far. Minus the Super Bowl. Fair, but that was a very depleted offensive line, which obviously he's uh, he's dealing with similar issues this year. Yeah. But a lot of it, is, like you said, is kind of just teams kind of figuring them out a little bit, which is uh, – Well, you remember when, the, uh, remember when the Patriots figured out Jared Goff in the Super Bowl? Is, is Patrick Mahomes the next Jared Goff after they figured him out in the Super Bowl? That's why we're the fantasy Joes. <laughs> I've wanted to say that statement so many times, but no, very few people I interact with will understand it. You want to get on attention oh. on on, uh, on on Twitter? You could you can uh, go on there and and talk about the decline of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Although you know now two weeks in a row, I mean he's had some some really poor games. He's still the quarterback too, but you know thirteen point eight fantasy points, eighteen point eight. Um, are you are you guys aren't sending the alarm on Patrick Mahomes? Are you? I mean, you're not like, oh my gosh. I mean, he's we think he's gonna we think he will bounce back and still put up these top three QB numbers the rest of the year, right? I'm still one of the safest dynasty assets on the planet. Yeah, yeah. if not the absolute safest, right? Like his his career's not in jeopardy. Like he's the Chiefs' future for the, as long as he wants, right? Like that's that is no question. Um, regarding so on an NFL level, there's no risk at all there, and on a fantasy level oh, the team is struggling, so, oh, no, he has to try to put up more points. Like, you just said he's the QB, too, and he's doing it super quietly because the Chiefs aren't the superpower that we know them to be at the moment, right? Like, you see Kyler Murray popping off every week but and guys like that, but Mahomes is putting up similar numbers, if not better, and you, you just don't notice it as well as much. Yeah. Are you, are you guys a little bit worried about Kyler Murray that while we're talking about these, you know, two, two of the top three quarterbacks, because his, his rushing production has gone down this, this ankle thing that's going on. Um, does it, does it worry you guys at all? I'm not worried about Kyler Murray long-term, but in the short-term production, I just, I have lesser expectations for what he's going to do for my team. You're not going to move on from Kyler Murray at this point. And like, there's no sort of like mega deal that you were, I mean, I guess if you really wanted to make a trade, you could get a Lexilla Hall for Kyler Murray, but he's still going to be Kyler Murray in a few weeks from now. These little injuries, like with the shoulder last year, that really affected his rushing production, but these are blips on the radar for a kid's long-term career. And to me, Kyler Murray, I've underrated his whole career, and I'm finally now at the head of the boat rowing the Kyler Murray uh, canoe. Obviously, on a fantasy level, you want him to have a higher output for rushing. Like that's that's not what that's not a question. Um, we preach every week how much we want how much rushing matters in fantasy. But you know, on a football level, it's kind of exactly what you want to see in the sense that he's going to hold up longer, um, and the team is doing fantastic with him being able to throw the ball more and him not relying so much on his feet. So if, if you're not forced to put yourself in that situation weekly, I don't, I have, I don't see why you would. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a totally fair point. I mean, if AJ green was paying attention to a play, they'd be undefeated. Yeah, exactly. That was a great read and a great pass. Yeah, the guy, I mean, it went behind his back. The guy tipped it to himself. One of the luckiest places I've ever seen. Uh, not, no, like no slight against the Packers, but like, that was there. It was, I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was bizarre. It was a bizarre way for that game to end. 
Um, what, one more question before we move on. In a redraft Superflex League, would you guys rather have Patrick Mahomes and Keller Murray the rest of the year as your starting quarterbacks, or would you rather have Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford? Redraft. Oh, still Patrick Mahomes, Kyle Murray. Absolutely agree, yeah. Yeah, me, me too. I just was, was curious if you... If That's there... a stupid question, Ryan. Get that out of here. <laughs> I question. thought, I thought you were going to say... Yeah, so uh, I'm in a super flex redraft league, uh, and I have Lamar Jackson uh, along paired with Joe Burrow and then Justin Fields, and I want to try to move for that second elite QB, and I feel like now might be the time to like maybe move Jamar Chase and something for, you know, something like Aaron Rodgers, but I'm struggling to figure out that deal. But I thought your question was going to involve like Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson is again, like those Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, they have those 50 point week upsides in a four because with their, their legs, like they can rush for a few tutties and like, it, it's, it's insane. Yeah. I'd rather my QB bring out, like bring out that ability when he needs it and not every single down and put himself at risk because like, it's obviously like a it's a, a far different example, but when Steelers ran that trick play with uh, Chris Boswell and all of a sudden he got injured, he'd have a ticker for the rest of the game. Like you're why put Kyler Murray at risk when and then you like your backup quarterback is too like the Seattle Seahawks season is like down the drain now. And I feel like there's other tons of other examples that's not on the tip of my tongue. That if you lose your starting quarterback, your season's pretty much done, right? I feel like that's pretty obvious though so. oh russell wilson's coming back after the bye though they're just fine yeah and if you look at the new york jets before. they got mike white now their, their season's not done they're on the up and up here thursday night they're gonna beat the colts and magic mike, done before started magic mike white lightning let's go i i i really hope that he throws for another 400 yards on thursday because it makes it so much more fun for fantasy talk let's i, I I will sadly be rolling him out in some of my leagues uh, this this Thursday evening because um, I have some really bad quarterback situations in a few of my leagues. But anyway, um, let, let's talk not so much about the situation itself um, with Henry Ruggs. Obviously, it's a horrible situation. It's a tragic loss of life. Um, and Henry Ruggs is going to you know spend some time in jail. You know, well, you put the the show sheet. Career is over. I, w- I would highly think his career is over. It, w- it would be um, really deplorable for the NFL, even by NFL standards, for him to come back and um, after what he's done. Um, that said, though, there there might be some um, opportunities f- for some other um, Las Vegas Raiders, and including a guy that we all really like, I believe. Uh... Man, we, we just started doing this uh, players worth discussing. I mean, we've always discussed players, but transitioning from the moments and letdowns, um, obviously ginormous letdown here. Um, this, <laughs> this week was yes. easy just for players because like uh, Ryan mentioned earlier in the show, the news was just kind of laid out for us this week. It's just been so chaotic and there's been so many like breaking news stories pretty much that have impact on like on fantasy, on football, on everything. Right. But this Henry Rugg story is like, it's absolutely crazy. It's devastating. Like you just said, um, he killed a pass, killed a person, killed his, killed a dog in the car as well. Like his, his wife is in the car, significant other driving 156 miles per hour. Like I'm in Canada. That's 250 kilometers per hour. That's so much faster than I could even possibly imagine. Like a loaded gun in the vehicle, blood alcohol level, um, 
twice the limit. Everyone has heard these facts by now, but like, I, it is so uh, mind boggling to me. And to me, that's not even like, that's not even a car accident. That's, that is so inevitable that that would happen in that situation. Like that is, I put in a group chat, like in my opinion, that's suicidal. Like, I don't understand how, uh, uh, how, (laughs) that's not just a young kid making a mistake, right? Like that, in my mind, like I understand, um, young people make mistakes and stuff but not not like not like that like that's not driving 200 150 miles per hour like i don't i don't know what to yeah say. yeah and i heard i uh, recently listening to uh cecil lamb and sigma boom and football guys uh i guess according to the like the on the streets talk it's very difficult to get to that speed on the street that he was on so I didn't think about that on the like suicidal aspect of it. There is definitely potentially a lot deeper problems going on here. One of the deeper problems that I really dislike is this is uh, in my mind and we need to, I guess more facts do need to come out, but my mind also goes to, this is uh, potentially horrible veteran leadership on the Raiders overall. Uh, one of your young kids is driving drunk. This is probably not the first time he's driven drunk would be my guess uh, by any means. And if he was around teammates or anybody else, uh, you got to be a better mentor to the people that are younger than you that potentially are going to make mistakes that you made when you were younger and educate them, uh, be better, be a great role model, do everything you possibly can for those around you when they're about to make a big mistake. And driving drunk is one of the biggest mistakes you can possibly make in your life. And in this instance, it really, the hammer came down hard on him. And again, don't know as much to say as you were talking about, Jake. But uh, I, I just like, this is, this is so sad on so many levels. It's hard for me to even like discuss and go through, but that the, the biggest point is for us as a, as a community and as a group of people is like, do the best you can for others for when they're in these situations. Don't let somebody drive drunk, take away their keys, do anything you can call them a car. Uh, just the, like, and if they've done this in the past, don't ever let this person make the same mistake again. If you get away with it once, like it, it just is. Oh, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart on all levels because you don't want to see somebody ruin their life. You don't want to see somebody kill somebody else. And it like, well, you don't want to see somebody die, first of all, in a mistake like this. You want to see somebody ruin their life that had like at least an upward trajectory. And on top of that, the people around him that were at the place where he was before he left, this is going to weigh heavily on them forever, but they should have been better. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's such a such a tragic story. And you know, I, I just read this is according to Wikipedia, but the, but it's it cites an ESPN um, story. Uh, going back to high school, Ruggs credits his friend Roderick Scott with encouraging him to play football in high school. Scott died in a car accident at 17 years of age, and Ruggs honors him with a three fingered salute after every touchdown because Scott wore number three on the basketball court. So his best friend in high school who encouraged him to play football died from a car accident, and he just was in this tragic accident that killed someone else. It's just. That's just, that's horrible. Um, just, you know, uh, a horrible yeah, connection there. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. But the, um, yeah. As, as Jake, as you were saying, driving a buck 56 is like an, an incredible speed to hit. That, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to get like speculative and stuff, but I feel like that, like, I, I used, there's tons of murder, suicide situations, stuff like that. People have, like, there's tons of uh, conflicts with like spousal things like that. I, like, I, I, I just don't know how you drive that fast with a loaded gun, like with like all, like, again, it's not yeah. time to get like speculative and stuff, but like, it's just, 
I hate the term that like it's like that this was a car accident and stuff like that because I don't know how you could possibly like it's it's just so um like Ryan said or someone mentioned it, that the the roads that there was on like it'd be so hard to even drive that fast. like I don't know you would need like perfect conditions to ever be able to drive that like it would need to be stunt dr- driving like I don't understand how and, and then part- with a gun with a uh, with your wife with your like spouse in the car like. I feel so bad for the the family of like the innocent in, yeah. in these situations, right? But it's so terrible. It's so and again, it's, it's so bad that it, somebody, else, but, it took yeah. away somebody else's life. That's the, the it's the absolute worst, and um, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, let's talk about um, moving on, and not to be insensitive to the the tragedy of the story, but you know we're you know Dynasty Football Podcast and. Um, you know, I alluded to, was alluded to Brian Edwards before that, you know, maybe, maybe this creates an opportunity on that, um, offense. So is there any actionable dynasty advice here with, with, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you can, you can cut rugs. Um, but is there, is there an opportunity? Um, do you think anyone's going to explode? Do you think it's going to, going to matter this year? I try, to, I try, try to look into this a bit and I don't think they have the, they don't have a one for one replacement with him or even like a one for 75% replacement for him on the field whatsoever. Uh, I think Brian Edwards might get some more, more playing time, but uh, it, you know, one of the things I was looking at is it harkens back to like, they, they cut John Brown in the off season. And uh, I, this would have been a really good spot for John Brown to come back onto the field. But uh, I think this just hurts the, the Raiders passing game overall. Uh, I mean, Darren Waller, if he comes back healthy, moves over a lot more targets, but they've lost any sort of speed threat that they have. Yeah, maybe uh, we get more of the Darren Waller 19 target games that we saw in week one. Um, Brian Edwards is probably going to, like, he has to see more targets. Um, Renfro, you have to assume, maybe Zay Jones slides into that. Ruggs roll a little bit more, but I don't see him being startable, I think, long-term. Like, I would think that, the, the Raiders are in the market for a wide receiver now, right? Like um, whether draft or free agency, I don't see that Who being Deshaun Jackson or in future or Odell Beckham, which we could talk, we'll talk about next, but he's also having some conflicts with his team, but um, the Raiders are playing great football. So like, hopefully this isn't too big of a hiccup for them because Ruggs uh, was having a, like a decent season, at least compared, especially compared to how he started as a rookie. Yeah, I mean, talk about the distractions they're dealing with, with uh, first the, the Gruden situation and now this. So, yeah, I tend to agree with you guys. I don't know that there's any obvious um, actual advice from a dynasty perspective. Um, and it, it basically, if anything, it probably hurts a guy like Derek Carr if you're relying on him in a Superflex league. But maybe it helps boost Waller a bit if he comes back healthy. So um, why don't we transition to our old friend Odell Beckham? Um, and, you know, I, I think a guy that, you know, it was it um i think it was after the bears game the the infamous justin fields you know start um ag- against cleveland where you know beckham made some plays and i think i think we got a little bit excited or some people did for a while and 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 since then it's just um it's not been good um and and the news out of cleveland is is interesting so what what do we is it an opportunity to acquire him at, at his age is you know a guy like odell beckham is it somebody you want to you know, try to score on the cheap here, or what? What are you guys doing with Odell Beckham? Well, what's on what's on the cheap, Ryan? What are we looking at here? When's the last time Odell Beckham scored a touchdown? Uh, looks like he had two touchdowns in Week Four of 2020 against Dallas, which was pretty 
incredible. But it's it's uh, since then, so it's been over a year since he's house one because he got hurt last year, obviously. Yeah, but this season the snap the snap percentages aren't aren't too too bad. Uh, but they they were pretty bad against Arizona in that Denver and uh, Pittsburgh game. They're not where you'd really want them to be, especially and then along with the targets. But in general, uh, I mean, I mean, what do you, the thing is like, what do you require an Odell for is I would rather have Odell is roster fodder on my team than move him for a third round pick. Uh, if I get a second round pick, it's at least interesting, but I just don't, his upside is still there for me. So I, I would have, I would have, it would need to be like a good early second round pick and a super flex league that I at least feel okay about, or that's something where I have enough pick. Uh, equity where I can package that up for next year's draft. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is his value. If you, I mean, if you're looking at dice, Detroit calculator, well, you nailed it. It's like a, a early second round pick and Odell Beckham are, are valued the same in a, let's say standard, you know, 12 team PPR Superflex league. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, do you in a Superflex league? I, I don't know. I might, if someone gives me a, what is going to be an early second, you know, maybe it's a, uh, you know, the, the team that's dominating in the league, they just want to add some wide receiver depth for whatever reason. I probably, um, Oh, not early. Excuse me. That would be a late second. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't see a lot of deals that little Beckham happening other than a throw in, but, um, but yeah, if I could get a early second for the Beckham, I think I'm interested at this point. He's 28 years old and he hasn't really been a difference maker in fantasy for multiple years. And I, I just don't see that changing. I think there's a reason the giants moved on from him and they, and they look pretty brilliant now. In hindsight, I remember when everyone was talking about Jake, where the Giants are like, "What are they doing? They're not getting anything for Odell Beckham." And you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I want him to be good. I remember him dominating games, right? Like watching um, primetime games, like some games against the Cowboys, where he just, just like he just dominated. It's just he's he's not that guy anymore. Maybe we see glimpses. Yeah, I think the That's reason the why you're not seeing too many Odell Beckham trades is because I don't think anyone's willing to pay an early second, especially in a super flex. And I don't think anyone's really selling for like the third that Will mentioned, or like maybe that late second is the sweet spot. But um, like right now, his his career in Cleveland looks like it's on like is in jeopardy. Um, I don't know if you guys saw his dad was posting videos on social media, um, and he was. Odell Beckham was commenting like an ingredients about it. I don't, and it was, they're pretty well done videos that I don't think uh, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham's dad was making, doing that personally, but they've been complaining about uh, Baker and the lack of targets there. Um, Cleveland sent him home today, um, excused him from practice. So I don't know if that relationship is going to get mended anytime soon, or if he's going to get released and he'll be a member of the saints or um, chiefs or inserts. Um, competitive team here right so I do think it's actually a buying opportunity because I I don't see his current situation staying the way it has um, for too much longer um, highly speculative on my part um, but I still think like we're talking Odell Beckham here I agree with that Will he hasn't shown anything since early 2020 if not even early before that but if you can get yeah, him for a, a late second if, you're, if you can get him for a late second that's a pretty low risk move there, in my opinion. Um, I would probably send that offer for Allen Robinson first, um, and if, if that was rejected, I would I would try to send it to Odell and hope that hope that he's released sometime this week. Because the second he's released and he is on a new team, it might be the time to sell him uh, if you've been hoping for a value boost for him, um, and then maybe his his price will probably go up. Um, 
like especially if he goes to a good team and he's going to have his choice. So, so yeah, I would I would buy buy him before any of that news happens. Yeah, what if he, I think I think Odell would clear waivers at this point with his contract value and another team taking that on. One, all of the teams would want to stick to Browns this low salary cap year because we're in a very interesting situation. So they would want to stick to Browns with that. And could you imagine him going that route, clearing waivers, and signing that you know uh, lesser contract? Like the best place I can possibly think of for him to land would be the Packers moving forward. I thought you were going to say Tampa Bay. Tom Brady does it again. No, it's just too much there. But I mean, I could see, I could see going for that like next title chasing and type of like I, I wouldn't mind that for him as a person. But for fantasy value, uh, Packers need a wide receiver too, and like a legitimate one. And Devontae Adams could be a great compliment to Odell, and I feel like that would all gel very well. The Saints need a wide receiver one, two, and probably wide receiver three, and, he, and a QB one, <laughs> and a QB two. <laughs> I know. I'm. I, I mean, Green Bay would be more in- interesting, but I mean, if if I'm if I'm him, I want to go back to you know to Louisiana and play for the Saints, right? Um, I, I have a question for you guys. Okay, so let's say a guy that's that's in your IR spot, Irv Smith Jr. You know, he he's there, but you're a contender. You want another piece. You, you move Irv Smith Jr. Uh, for Odell Beckham? Yeah, yes. Even yeah. in tight end premium. I'm kind of done with Irv Smith. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And I don't, I don't know that the Beckham owner is going to want Irv Smith, but but maybe. Maybe if they're like, oh, I'm just fed up with this guy and they, they see the potential that Irv Smith Jr. has. So, Well, yeah. is this the team that has, you know, Kareem Hunt, uh, Saquon Barkley? You know, they're, they're just riddled with injuries and their team's going downhill with these pieces and they're trying to move for the future. And they don't have a great tight end. Yeah, yeah. So because Erskine still has a, a a a good mountain of upside, but but at this point, I would if I were a gambling man, uh, and we know you Jay are Long, at Jay Long, I'd put four bucks on back over Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I might send that deal out. I've got Irv Smith, um a few places and. Um, I could, I could maybe use an extra piece. Cause, cause I think you're right. I think there's a Beckham is interesting lottery ticket. And is he, no matter what, he's probably gone from Cleveland. Let's say, let's say they, he, he holds on there. He's gone next year. He's going to get a shot someplace. And um, you know, he's, we're, we're seeing AJ green, not that he's having an amazing year, but even at his age, you know, he, he, he could still put it together and have a couple of more good years left in the NFL. Are oh, so. you talking about OBJ to the Cardinals next year? Let's go. Maybe, maybe that'd be fun. All right. Um, let, let's move on. Um, we'll talk about another sad situation here. It's uh, Derek Henry. Oh my goodness. Derek Henry was having this amazing year. Just so much fun to watch. It just seemed like he was going to will the Tennessee Titans of the Super Bowl, perhaps, but, um, you know, now we're going to have to rely on other Jeremy McNichols or Adrian Peterson. So, what do you guys think? First of all, in Dynasty, if you have Derrick Henry at his age, do you do you want to move on from him and get something for Derrick Henry? Um, you know, I'm not saying he's done, his career's done, but in terms of being this dominating, you know, fantasy player, is it time to to sell before he just becomes, you know, Todd Gurley? Um, or would that be an overreaction? And then what about Jeremy Nichols or, or AP? Who do you want to so, hear? First and foremost, you've probably been riding Derrick Henry this, this season as a competitive dynasty league team. So you look at the rest of the roster. If you're, I mean, 
I, I mean, you could literally <laughs> ride Derrick Henry anywhere. <laughs> if there's one guy in the NFL you could yeah. ride, it would be Derrick Henry. Like he would, like he would Sorry, carry me. He would carry me in his arms without breaking like a heavy breath, and we could. He would, go he would be RB one with me on his back, like literally. Yeah, Derrick Henry and I could go anywhere. Just saying, Derrick Henry, if you're listening to this and you're out there, we can travel together, and I will be. I'll have all sorts of energy because you can carry me in your arms. But uh, I, I still trust that Derrick Henry isn't just done for his career with this injury. You've seen the absolute astounding work ethic Derrick Henry has and who he is as a person and as a player at worst, he'll be like late career Jerome Bettis, which still isn't bad. You know, like he's still going to be a bruiser. still going to be a part of that offense. Uh, He might end up switching like teams, but is that going to be a bad thing overall to still have that kind of hammer that he has? The thing is, uh, is he for sure out for the year or is he just out for like, for, for he's, if he makes it back in six weeks, maybe sign me up for some Derrick Henry late season value, maybe. Yeah, he's not, he's not for sure. No, he's definitely not. And if, you know, a guy like him, you don't want to bet against coming back, you know, sooner than we think. Last time I checked, guys get injured all the time and their careers aren't over. Um, and last time I checked, Derrick Henry isn't like just any, like he's a freaking superhero. So um, I feel like we're going to get crazy workout videos from him in like three weeks. Like I might be even pushing it. Um, I have little doubt in Derrick Henry long-term. Um, like if you said Jerome Bettis, uh, Hall of Famer was worst case, that would that would take that. Um, but regardless, I don't think you're going to get like the the first round uh, di- dynasty startup value in, of from Derrick Henry, and he's just too much of a league winner of like that. Um, what we'll always talk about, like that guy who has a potential to get a, you a fifty point week. And you can't just trade those guys lightly. I don't, I don't, I don't mind if he's injured. I would, I'll hold him. Like he, he like we talked, like we just said, he literally will carry your fantasy team with you on its on his back. I'll wait. I'll wait it out. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I, I disagree. I, because I, I, I don't think what you can get for him. I mean, it's worth holding on and, and hoping he regains. You know, th- this form, even even if it's just one more year. Um, as opposed to what you can probably get for him. Cause I don't think you're going to be able to get this amazing return for Jack Henry. I guess you can, it never hurts to put a guy out there. Right. You, you never know, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. It's just, he, he, he's when he, when he's healthy, he's too valuable and, and he could come back. I, I don't think he's going to come back this fantasy season. I, I'd be really surprised. Yeah. However, it is possible. So it'd be a fun story if it happened. And in regards to uh, McNichols and Peterson, I'm actually pretty excited because I think that they're both, um, more talented than uh, people probably give him credit for. Adrian Peterson, obviously at this point in his career, who the hell knows? But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he is uh, if he surprises people this week. And Jeremy Nichols is a really good pass catcher, and I, I liked him coming up as a prospect. So I, I am I'm excited to see what the heck what they can do. But I do think it's going to be a bit of a committee, so it might be a bit of a headache fantasy wise. But at least Tennessee is a decent offense. Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's probably good. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's not great news for Tannehill, but um, I think they're going to have to throw the ball more, and um, it, it probably takes him up slightly, uh, you know, on the on the you know QB rankings for the rest of the year. Well, what I, you to say? well, one, I'm very very happy that uh, AP is back in the league, and I'm sure he's going to have a game where he rushes for 180 yards and like two touchdowns. That's just what AP is. What AP does, he's cut from a different cloth than any other human being we've ever met. Uh, he is an astounding athlete and football player. That's as best I can speak of him. Uh, 
the thing is he's very similar to, to Derek Henry in the passing game, like those, but he might drop some of those screens, things that Derek Henry got. Uh, AP has never had great hands and actually shockingly bad hands at times. That'll go to uh, McNichols. McNichols to me is a, like, you remember Ryan Jeremy McNichols coming out Jake, you too. Like, yeah, coming out of Boise State and like the amount of hype we had around McNichols, we loved McNichols. Oh, he's super a cousin, soup dog. Like, he's got all this stuff going on, and uh, you know, maybe it just took him some time to adapt to the NFL. And I, I like, I haven't gone back and watched McNichols like snaps and seen seen how he's done. But what he was as a collegiate player, what I have seen, uh, I think can transition really well in the NFL. So in your redraft league, uh. If you didn't pick up McNichols yet, you pick him up now, uh, and your your fab bids are probably done. But anyway, oh, he, uh, oh he's, he's gone, he's gone. And in and, yeah. and, and some of our redraft leagues, he went for more fab dollars than than AP. So. And I think he should. I think he's more valuable in any sort of half or full point PPR. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. That that's for sure. Um, uh, I really I'll, want to bring up. I really want to bring up Makai Sargent. Uh, God bless Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, but he was waived from the team a day ago from the practice squad. So, ah, uh, I didn't see that. Sad, the saddest news of the week. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll weigh in a little bit more on this, this backfield, um, later on in the show. So another sad situation. Um, these are all kind of related to sad stories. All these, these players we're going to talk about Calvin Ridley, um, you know, like, you know, taking some time off to focus on, on his mental health, which I, I think is great. I, I appreciate that. I think it's a good example for everybody, especially the the last, you know, what, 18, 19, 20 months we've had with, with COVID. It's been, um, it's been rough for a lot of people. And, and even before that, even in normal times, people have mental health issues. So I, I applaud that. Um, but, but it, it does, you know, beg the question, you know, what is his, what is his value? What do we do with him right now? Because, you know, it's, do we, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's a, it's definitely a red flag and it d- does concern you when a guy's head's not right. Cause I think we've talked about this before. This is a very mental game. And, and if, if, you know, maybe he maybe he takes time off and decides, you know, I, this isn't right for me or, or whatnot. So um, I don't even know what to do. I, I with this situation, like, like this guy's, I tend to just like decide to, I'm going to hold, I'm not going to sell. I'm not, I'm not going to buy. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of in the middle and I just want to see what happens. Yep. Love, love that he's taking care of himself. Hopefully he gets himself right. Uh, it's unimportant, but it'll be, I'll miss the uh, entertainer that he, he has been and the way that Calvin really plays on the field. He's fun to watch and we watch this sport for entertainment. So I am sad that one of our fun entertainment pieces is gone. Uh, I, I with with Calvin Ridley, he might just be stepping away too because the Falcons stink. Uh, they really stink. I don't know how this affects uh, his accrued years of service for his contract, but uh, you know maybe maybe this actually ends up being a boon because he's not going to tear his ACL or do anything bad the rest of the season, and he could be a buy low. But I do think most people are holding, as you should hold. I, I totally agree with that, Ryan. Uh, and so in general, I'm just more curious what we do with the rest of this wide receiver core. Uh, Kyle Pitts is going to be uh, quintuple teamed every te- every pass play now because he's yeah. only like and then Cordero Patterson is going to get enough use until he gets hurt. I mean, it it just is it's it's fascinating how this all, the rest of this uh, I, I like with Ridley. Hope he gets right. Got to hold him. 
Uh, for the rest of the team, though, I want to find I want to mine value out of this. But like Russell Gage doesn't get a catch. You know, Calvin really doesn't play. Uh, you know, Cordero Patterson has been one of the best waiver wire pickups of all time. Uh, so what do we do? Maybe the answer is Jose Sharp. I don't know. Jake, what, what do you what do you think you do with these um, pass catchers in Atlanta? Um, I don't think it impacts Kyle Pitts too, too much. Um, his value is already as high as it can pretty much get. Um, and like, well, yeah, value, value wise, it doesn't, but maybe the, the rest of the season projections, it impacts them. Yeah. I think, I think dynasty value doesn't change, but redraft production is going to be lower. Yeah. Well, cause, cause, what you guys just alluded to is he's going to have a harder time with defenses. Now you would have to assume. Yeah. Um, just, I think just like what happened last week, man. I mean that like, they're going to shut him down, you know, um, yeah. they're going to try anyway. And how Atlanta is going to adjust or at least how they did last week was, um, getting more opportunity for Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson. Um, I don't see it impacting, like, obviously Gage, Sakias, those types are going to get uh, more targets because that's just kind of how that works. But I do think that um, they're going to have, they're going to be similar to the opposite of Tennessee where they're forced to pass the ball more. Um, Atlanta is going to be forced to run a bit more. Um, and yeah, um, and in regards to Calvin Ridley, um, he's he's not retiring. He's just stepping away. So I don't think if you if there are owners that are scared, and there definitely are some out there, I feel like it might be worth um, like seeing if you can get him cheap, because kind of like what Will was alluding to, like this his route, like specifically his route running is is pretty artful. Like he's a he's a master of his craft, absolutely. So it's um on a human level it's going to be like super disappointing to not have him on the football field just to see him as an entertainer like will mentioned um and on a on a fantasy level you definitely just have to wait it out um and i don't know how badly you really want too many guys on atlanta regardless outside of those studs but i do think it probably hurts pits more than the opportunity would help him hated her season which is a guy who's also battled mental illness and probably going to be a fantastic role model for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, you can't too. I, I like how you want to mind value well, but I don't think you get too excited about any of these other options. Um, well, yeah, the is? Russell Gage? Her, I, I don't mind the Hurst, the Hurst mentioning because um, who's the coach that came from Tennessee that's now in Atlanta? Um, he has an affinity Arthur, Arthur for Smith. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He has an affinity for two tight end sets, and it, obviously, if Kyle Pitts is being guarded by three opposing defense like d- defenders, um, Hurst is going to get some opportunity. You'd have to think. I, I, I do think Arthur Smith's a, a super interesting dude. I, I mean, I think most people know about his his background. That his, uh, you know, his his dad was the, you know, the FedEx guy. Fred, was it Fred Smith? Right. Um, just and I, I I do think that he. Might do some interesting things, and maybe we'll we'll adjust as teams, you know, adjust to his offense. So, um, and, and you know, Tajay Sharp, I, you know, I, w- I want to cheer for him, but I can't. Will you want to know why? Despite the fact that, that the guy is six two, hand size eight and three eighth inch hands. What the hell? How can he be six two and have such small hands? No, I don't get it. I don't get it. Red flag. Yeah. I mean, I have slightly under eight inch hands. I measured them once. I tried to stretch them out as far as I could. Yeah, but you're not six two. On a good day. On a good day. Okay. Um, let's move on from Atlanta. Hey, Con- I think yes, we need to do this. 
Sorry. Okay. So let, let's, let's, uh, we, we talked about that on the Patreon episode, Patreon Joe. So patreon.com slash fantasy Joe's. There's a plug for the Patreon. It's a lot of fun. You should check it out. Um, let's move on to another NFC South team that's had some recent bad news. And that's the, uh, Jameis Winston ha- has gone down. And um, you're you're gonna have Taysom Hill. I I, th- I don't I don't know. If there's First any all, news. Right, is that is that fun news? Did you say fun news? No, unfortunate news. Did I say fun? Oh, okay, news? sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry if I said that, Saints fans. Um, and, and of course we also we can you know let's let's take the quarterback situation that we can talk about the wide receiver situation or lack thereof. Um, <laughs> so Taysom Hill, I, I think he's going to be coming back. Did he get cleared? Is he practicing again, or or is it going to be the uh, uh Simeon show I, I'm not sure but eventually he'll will be back in the starter um I think so w- w- you know are, Taysom Hill you you might have stashed him is he going to be your savior in your super flex leagues even your one QB leagues is he going to come in and just destroy is he going to smash Alvin Kamara's value the rest of the year what, what are we what are we doing with this situation uh Taysom Hill is only valuable in your one quarterback leagues if he's eligible at tight end still somehow Interesting. Um, I disagree. Yeah, you don't. You don't think he's gonna have weeks where you can play him in one QB league nope. with his rushing I, ability? I, really? No. We really? always talk about uh, rushing ability being like the key in fantasy, um, the Konami code factor. Um, we've seen it with Taysom Hill already in the past in his career, so, um, and money speaks. I don't like. I would. I would be shocked to see him bench for Simeon just given his contract alone. Um, so the trade deadline has passed. I don't see any formidable QBs on the free agent uh, wire. I know that Philip Rivers has been rumored, and if all hell broke loose with Taysom Hill, I would love to see Philip Rivers to a Alvin Kamara connection. But um, for in terms of fantasy, I don't. I'm not saying that Taysom Hill is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL, but in terms of fantasy, uh, rushing is king, right? And Taysom Hill has that Konami code, and I think. That alone, if you are desperate for a QB, I, I would I would take Taysom Hill. Or if you're in a best ball league, I would try to acquire Taysom Hill cheap because you don't know if he's going to be able to put up 21 week and sneak into your lineup. I was, so in a one quarterback league, I don't think Taysom Hill needs to be acquired. Uh, yeah, I think, absolutely not. Yeah, I think my my honest opinion is there will be a QB swap like throughout games. Like this is not going to be a hundred percent Taysom Hill split. Uh, this will be a Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon which I think is beneficial to the Alvin Kamara owners that could be potentially worried about how his value is going to change. Although after Taysom Hill's first start last season, it didn't go all that terrible uh, with Alvin Kamara afterwards. But the, at, the, at the end of the day, like, I, I don't like, I don't want to start either of them. I mean, maybe in a two quarterback league, absolutely desperate or sorry, super flex league, absolutely desperate. Taysom Hill could be a better spot starter than another uh, positional player in your super flex spot. But in, in general, uh, Trevor Simeon so, showed some metal uh, against the Buccaneers and showed that he understands the offense and is just fine. And that's the kind of like Sean Payton dream is to turn this guy into a hero. That uh, Trevor Simeon also started for the Broncos and wasn't the absolute worst quarterback in the league. Eh, he's close, but not the absolute worst. So let's. Uh, I, my my general opinion though is uh, again just going back to we we've seen Sean Payton sub out quarterbacks. I think it's going to happen again. It's interesting. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Trevor Simeon, if you look at his career stats, he's a pretty, pretty meh quarterback, you know, I mean, maybe a, a good backup quarterback, but I, 
I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I think they're right. Taysom Hill though is like off the charts. No, no, but you know he he, he they can be creative with him in the offense. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. It'll be an interesting situation. It's it's not. Um, I, I think if there are any bets to be made, it, it's it's Taysom Hill, and I I think Taysom Hill is a guy you could probably you know depending on your league. I think I think his value is going to be all over the board in, in superflex leagues. And if you're really desperate at the QB position, you could probably acquire him you know, without breaking the bank. So I think he's an interesting name. Well, in the super Lex leagues, honestly. Um, so if, if you're desperate, I think it's, uh, it's, it's worth a, uh, worth a gamble. I mean, depending on the cost and I, you know, and you're going to ask me what the cost is. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. What is, what is, what is Simeon going for? Have you, have you guys seen any, or not Simeon? What is, what is Hill going for? Have you guys seen any recent de- deals for him? Trevor Simeon? No. Um, no, I, I meant to say Taysom Hill. I, oh no, I have not either. I had a I had an offer for him that was less than a third round pick, so easy reject. But I I understand I understand your in theory of um, swapping like Simeon getting some playing time. But man, they are Simeon is have like I think he's making a million dollars once one year deal. Like he is third string quarterback money um, at best. And Taysom Hill just like in twenty twenty one he signed a hundred and forty million dollar extension. Like that's, it's all that's all voidable. That okay, but he's making twelve million dollars more this season alone. Like money, money. Yeah, does the rest of the extension doesn't matter. And they're going to be in a position where they need Taysom Hill's legs. Like they don't have the pass catchers to that. Taysom t- like Simeon sitting in the pocket is going to be much better. Like they obviously saw something in Taysom Hill to give him that kind of money, right? Like Sean Payton still the coach. Like I, I understand that he likes to uh, mix things up a bit, but he also loves himself loves himself from Taysom Hill. I and, and I, I agree, uh, and I think for a third round pick, it's just as easy because like like you you want to see if Taysom Hill becomes a full time starter, he's so much more valuable than a third round pick. It's not even close. Like and, yeah, and no, no one's no one's moving for a third round pick. That'd be real real low. So yeah, I hope you sent a disparaging message. Like hey, I'd rather like you know, defecate my own hands and rub it on the walls. Yeah, it was I two can. guys I wouldn't even roster, but that probably I, came from Dave. No, I didn't, but that's okay. I can't, I can't. What 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 if what if, okay, what if you need help at the quarterback position? You're sitting on Zach Wilson. Would you move Zach Wilson for Taysom Hill and and uh Cordell Patterson? This is a redraft, no. I assume? No, let, no, let's say it's the Dynasty League. You just you just want to make a make what? a play. You really need help. I'm probably not doing it. I'm just asking. 14 no team league superflex. Yeah. No one's even considering that. Zach Wilson and Taysom Hill. They're not close in value right now. What about Cordero though? No, I'm Taysom saying Cordero, Hill. Cordero Patterson's thrown in too. You're, you're getting another piece to help your team. What Patterson, isn't he like almost 30 years old as a, like he's had, yeah, what, he, it took him eight years to break out. He, he's, like, he's still, he's not, I, 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 I I'm just asking the question. I, I don't disagree. Move the needle in a trade. I think it, you at first in Taysom Hill, I still like that doesn't get it done in my mind. Like people still like Zach Wilson. There's like obviously ton, way more risk involved than at your rookie draft, but but I don't think they're giving up on him that easily. Taysom Hill, like I, like I I'm the one who's talking about that. I like him, but I don't think he's getting like actually becoming the starter anytime soon. Like like Wilson, that contract's all avoidable. Like. I think he is the starter for this season um, for as long as James Winston is out. And I assume that they probably have like an, a whole new guy entering the building potentially in 2022. I don't think. Yeah. Jason no, I has any potential there. Agreed. So I'm just trying to figure out what, 
because you're because if you're the hill owner i think you're gonna probably try if you want to move them you're trying to get like a at least a, a late first early second if i'm trying to acquire him maybe i don't want to pay that i'm just trying to figure out i don't know what what, uh, the, what the i feel is. like he does have like late second value like early third and a super flex i don't even think it's too crazy no. Oh man, if I if I've got Taysom Hill, Jake, I want a, at least an early second round pick for for a, a guy that we saw in stretches last year be a QB one. I'm not gonna give him up for a late second. Still, back, still back yeah, at the I, end of the day. He's just gonna I, get some starts right now. But yeah. I just don't see why you wouldn't wait it out. Uh, he's like, like he's a better Geno Smith in my mind. Yeah, but so like a, a, a an early third versus an early second is a is a pretty big chasm in a super flex rookie draft. Yeah, for so sure. I would and. I would take the risk on Taysom Hill elevating himself to that once we see, cause we did, we haven't seen the Taysom Hill starter this year. So with that concussion, he'd be out of the game. I would rather risk that benefit like versus the other way around, you know, like to me, that's not that big a risk to hold on Taysom Hill and watch him get a couple starts. Uh, I, I still, but I still think you're underrating Cordell Patterson. Uh, he's going to be heavily involved in that offense for the rest of the season. He actually looks like an absolute fantasy stud. It's hard to put a value on him because he is – you have to assume when you're acquiring him, he's at best a one-year rental. He's Mike exactly. Davis of last year. He's a better version, in my opinion, of Mike Davis of last year. But They're probably better one-year rentals too. It's just his cost is like easier if to you, acquire. If you would have known you would have gotten Mike Davis production at the, right when McCaffrey went down, you might have paid an early second for him. So that's that's the difference because like Mike Davis was a top 10 running – or top 12 running back in PPR last season. That's huge. Huge. I, you so, would, any, any second round pick, you would take a one top 12 season out of them at any point in time. In, in one league, I paid a late, a late second for Mike Davis. So that would be the max I would get. I would pay Cordell Patterson for if I knew going into the season that he was going to get that, like what I thought was Mike Davis's workload. Because again, he's 30, he's going to be 31 at the end of the season. Like he's, and again, it took pay- how long for him to break out? Like I'm not, he's, like you just said, he's not a future asset. And in Dynasty, like as a one-year rental, I'm not paying early second who could be a Rashad Bateman, Rondo Moore type of guy. Like, like get out of here. Corner Patterson I, might score more fantasy points than either of those two at their peak this season easily. I, I think the kind of argument to that too is that next year's rookie class. Yeah, I mean, we could be wrong on this. There could be some amazing values in the early second round, but yeah, I, I, don't I don't expect. I don't think. It. I don't think it's going to be that great. So you know, you may just decide. I want to get out and give yeah, me against and win now. I, there's never been a draft where draft picks haven't gone up in value. Like come closer to the draft. Like I guarantee you when I'm on the clock, either I, I will pick. So like, I trust that I will have a decent idea who I'm picking in that slot or I can trade for a future pick like that. That pick is still going to hold value. A Cordell Patterson come the rookie draft is going to have no value, like literally none. But, oh, but, but you're, Cord- but it's like a, it's like it's a credit card. It's a credit card. You're you're trying you're getting value now. You know that going into the the off season, yeah, you may have no value, but you're 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 getting out the credit card and spending it now, knowing you're going to pay it off later with interest. No, that's that's what it is. I mean, yeah, because well, like you would start Cordell Patterson in your flex spot in a dynasty championship right now over Rondell Moore or Rashad Bateman, no questions asked. And you would yeah, expect great production from him. That and that's all you mean. I'm going to trade one of them for Cordo Patterson. We're not trying no, I, I, Will's maybe trying to trade one of those. I'm not. I'm talking about trading uh, for early second and next year's rookie class. Well, you're talking about Zach Wilson, which is like. <laughs> no, I was just throwing it out there. I, I'm not, I wouldn't make that move myself. I was just yeah. trying to get conversation started. Which well, I Zach was Wilson successful. and Taysom Hill, which who could be the future? Yeah. So anyway. Who's all also right, well, 30? Let's move on to someone that's probably not the future, and that's Michael Thomas. 
Um, man, what a bummer, right? I mean, not a surprise. I mean, I, I think we knew that this was coming or there were hints of this coming. I mean, I was hopeful. Um, you know, you know I, I, I've been sitting on him and the IDP guys, Invitational. Like, I, I drafted him late, and as he's been sitting on my bench. And I'm, there's no IR spots. So he's been clogging up my roster spot. But I'm like, well, he, he comes back. He's going to help me on the stretch run. Not going to happen. Um, so... Well, Michael Thomas, what a what a fall! Uh, I, and I, what do you what do you guys do with, with your Michael Thomas, uh, um, you know, assets that you got in your dynasty teams? We literally talked about Michael Thomas last week. Um, I thought a week nine to twelve return was in the range of outcomes, um, and I said that he'd walk into a wide receiver one role. I don't think none of that is wrong in hindsight, but it's too bad that he aggravated his injury and now like is facing the setback. Um, it, I see Will in the show sheet is asking, is he dead in Dynasty now? Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't think he's dead. Like, he's still Michael dead. Thomas, right? Like, if anyone sees his value as as such, he's similar to Odell Beckham. Like, if I can acquire Michael Thomas for, like, a late second, I, I am doing that. Like, that, does, that seems like a, like a way safer bet to me because I've seen Michael Thomas literally um, perform as the wide receiver one overall um, for a season before. I think like he's got he's got records right now, right? So this guy is a Hall of Fame talent. Um, is he is he content with the situation right now in New Orleans? Um, no. If that were to like fix itself, um, would he be healthier? Like would he be healthy? Also a possibility, right? Like he seems like a bit of a head case where um, who knows what's going on. So. Um, I don't doubt that he can come back from injury and still play at a level that is better than a lot of receivers in the NFL right now because like it's Michael Thomas. So I would take I would take the value dip. You you guys take Odell Beckham or Michael Thomas? Just just if I gave you an let's say you're on the clock on a startup draft, they're they're both there and they're the best picks available. Who, which one are you taking? And you can't trade out of the pick, obviously. Michael Thomas. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's pretty easy. Yeah. I, I think it's easy too. Um, not, not to, um, criticize, uh, our friends and, and, and Will's league mates that run the dynasty trade calculator, but they've got Adele Beckham valued a little bit higher than Michael Thomas, which I thought was interesting. Cause I, cause I value Michael Thomas quite a bit higher than Odell Beckham. So. <laughs> I have Michael Thomas, the league we're together with those guys too, which does mean nothing. And I have Odell Beckham. They, they hate me uh, with all their heart. Would you rather Odell or Cordell Patterson? That's, Man, I, so I was thinking Michael Thomas or Cordell question. Patterson too. I think that whole chasm. Uh, so one, Michael Thomas is not going to be cut by the Saints uh, next year. His dead cap is $22,700,000, and his cap hit is $2 million above that. So a $2 million savings with that kind of dead cap, he's still going to be on the Saints. So they still had to figure out that quarterback situation. He's like They're still dedicated to the future. Unless they figure out some sort of – you know, restructure release type of scenario. Uh, he's on the Saints for, in my opinion, the next two years. Uh, that third year, maybe he could be gone because there's a, a pretty significant, but then he's 31 and Michael Thomas better really show some things in the next two years. Long story short, I was thinking like uh, Michael Thomas versus Cordell Patterson. I think as a competing team, you could add like the, as a competing team that has Michael Thomas, which is why do you still have him after the beginning of the season? But you should look at that Cordell Patterson team and then see if there's another piece you need on top, like Cordell Patterson and Elijah Mitchell, like some piece that can oh. be for now in the future, like that type of scenario. Yeah, I would take Elijah Mitchell over um, Michael Thomas straight up at this point, because I, I, I feel like I'm becoming a huge Elijah Mitchell uh, fan right now. But 
Um, he's an old rookie. He's coming in. He's not under contract. I'm taking Michael Thomas and and Odo Beckham over Cordell Patterson. Pretty, I think, pretty easily. Well, Odo Beckham's not as easy, but MT is for me, anyways. I, I think I, I take Thomas over Patterson, but I, I think I take um, Patterson over Beckham. Believe it or not, just just because it, it's like. I think we live in the past with Odell Beckham. The, the guy is 28 years old and he hasn't done anything for a long time. And, and I know the value wise in the off season, no matter if Patterson wins people championships, his, his value is not going to be what Beckham's will probably be. But, you know, sometimes you got to go against the flow with, with the value. And we're not talking about a, you know, a 22 year old wide receiver versus a, a 30 year old wide receiver. I mean, yes, there's two years age difference, but I, I don't know. Give me, give me the guy that's going to help me win this year. Um, if you're no, competing, I, I can, I can see it. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, let's see. Do, do we want to, um, just one quick question, getting away from the saints. Um, you, you think any of the wide receivers on, on the saints are going to, you know, do anything down the stretch for you? Like, cause you can acquire any of those guys probably for dirt cheap. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just, I'll just take this time to apologize to our listeners for touting Adam Toutman, uh, Adam Troutman so much. Adam, uh, Adam Troutman. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what I was doing. All off season. Um, been very disappointing so far. Um, like there's really not been too much in his way that like that there, there's really, there isn't too much rationale for why he's performing so poorly. Um, at least I believe last week he led the team in snaps and was second in a target share or routes one routes run uh, one or the other. So I like to think that maybe there is hope for him still, but um, it doesn't, it looks very bleak. Well, Hey Jake, I will say this with, with Troutman. How old is Troutman? I mean, what is it? Second year in the league? I mean, 45, 24. We, we get, we really want these younger tight ends to, to break out and be awesome. And maybe it never happens for Troutman, but you know, there are only a few guys you really can feel pretty decent about. Like, you know, Kyle Pitts doesn't come on every year. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't give up hope yet, but we just had to remind ourselves that let's wait until these guys are at least, you know, like 26 years old um, or so. I I think it was Peter Howard that, um, did a breakdown and looked at tight ends. And, and one of the, 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 the things that he saw was that these guys start to break out around 26 years old. So um, not that that's universal truth and guys can break out younger, but let's, let's keep that in mind as we go to the off season, when we're starting to hype up the, you know, second year tight end again, that's not Kyle Pitts. So a um, couple more names to mention. Um this is, th- these situations aren't so sad. You, 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 we're talking about the Jacksonville backfield and um, you know, what's going to happen, you know, is, is James Robinson going to play this week? Is it going to be Carlos Hyde? Um, what, 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 any, any in- interesting dynasty um, implications with, with this backfield? You guys want to uh, talk? Big, biggest part about Carlos Hyde this past week, because uh, visually Carlos Hyde looks like a shell of his former self. Uh, and I wouldn't, absolutely not want to start him i want to see a couple more weeks of course uh but he did have eight targets and six receptions but jackson was look so broken but if james robinson is down uh and you are in a running back deplete you have a running back depleted team you have to try to gamble on something in this backfield right if that this is kind of that assumption i'm going into this question uh i would be willing to gamble that carlos hyde will get enough playing time to put up flex value 
fantasy starters, assuming James Robinson is out. The rest of that backfield, no interest. What are you guys' thoughts? Um, personally, I have no interest in the entire backfield. If I was in like such a pinch, I wouldn't want the running back from the Houston Texans. I would probably prefer if I could try to get my hands on the Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols, like we talked about uh, earlier in the show, just because Tennessee's offense is way more, way more potent than Houston. Um, they're going to be playing from behind almost every week. Um, and that's not too fantastic for running backs, at least uh, Lindsay and uh, oh, we're talking about Jacksonville. <laughs> thinking about Houston for a well, second, but well, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think the same story though applies to both teams. Yeah, right? same yeah, big tricks. Yeah, I, so same thing. Um, hopefully, James Robinson isn't down because he's actually been pretty uh, fantastic for fantasy this year. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Jake. Well, I, I mean, if if you're looking for you know uh, really cheap running backs to to acquire I, I think you've got some some better options i i want to get a guy that i could pay the same that's on a better offense so but yeah but the running back right now let's is bleak <laughs> carlos hyde is more likely to be on your your like free agent wire right now in redraft in dynasty than either of the two on tennessee he might be the cheapest yeah. most productive value out of this bunch uh, i say that only because his snapshot is high he got eight targets when james robinson was out and six catches like, what more do you want from a running back than six catches and 40 yards in a game? I get that. Carlos Hyde sucks. Uh, I think at regular football now, he's, he's aging out. He used to be electric. But uh, when it comes to when you need a starter to win fantasy matchups, this is the kind of guy you want. Carlos Hyde or Jordan Howard? Oh, Hyde all day. Yeah, me too. Uh, what about Boston Scott? Because at least he catches passes. Hyde just caught it. Caught six passes. It's more than Boston Scott's got in his entire career. I, I go. Boston. I, 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 that, like, that can't be true. But um, it's, it's, I, I am surprised. It's not. It's, it. it's not he even caught close. six passes. That's more than I expected. Well, it's because if he's the only option that That's backfield, Jari Gumbale sucks compared to all those other players. You know, like the unless they add competition to the Jacksonville backfield, which backfield, which seems like they won't. He's also an Urban Meyer product. You know, if you want to go a little coaching narrative right here, uh, Carlos Hyde and Urban Meyer. We're together in college. So I'm at least willing to guess that I'll get a couple weeks out of production from Carlos Hyde. That's all you need sometimes. You're waiting for Saquon to come back from an ankle and COVID and the Giants breakdown, which isn't a good example because, like, I don't know if I trust Saquon the rest of the year, but I still trust Saquon for his career. But, uh, that yeah, end of the day, that's what that that's the, the counter move that I wanted to propose versus the Adrian Peterson McNichols. I would take AP or McNichols over Carlos Hyde all day, of course. Better offense, better team. But if you can't get those guys, maybe a little uh, maybe a little trickle on Carlos Hyde. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and, and then the last name that is on the, the sheet of players to talk about before we get into our Week 9 underdog picks of the week is Dalvin Cook. So what what who put Delvin Cook on the on the show sheet and what what was your perspective on Delvin Cook? This is a collective effort. Okay, hey, do you want to leave it off? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, uh, Will and I started talking about him, and we figured that we would put him in the show sheet because he hasn't performed up to the typical Dalvin Cook standards that you'd hope for. At least like when you draft him at the two slot in a redraft league, you're hoping for big things. Um, or if yeah. you're trading up, for, if you're trading for him in a win now league you well you're hoping to win now right so um he's an aging running back 
um, Ryan McDowell posted the round one of DLF ADP, and he is being at, he was picked at 107. This is ahead of Christian McCaffrey, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Kyle Pitts, Tyreek Hill. I would take all of those guys above Dalvin Cook. Am I wrong? No, no, you're absolutely right. I, th- this is the amazing thing about Dalvin Cook, Jake. I don't want to, if you want to go on, please, please stop me. But he has this amazing dynasty startup value. He has for years. But when it comes to like, if, if I want to trade Dalvin Cook in a league, I never can seem to get that kind of value. Uh, so it just, it, it just perplexes me. Um, I just, the the way he's valued in startups versus his actual value and 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 you're right this year look at the production it's um you know he's missed some games and and you know even when he is playing I I'm looking at fantasy points per game he's RB seventeen right now can I can I tell you so this is Jake and I were talking about this uh, before he popped on around that's why he's in this show sheet but the biggest thing to me is his last game usage for the amount of investment in stock you have in Dalvin Cook. This was terrifying to me. It made me want to pull my hair out as a Vikings fan. At one point in the game, I'm not kidding here, uh, Alexander Madison had two catches for negative five yards, and C.J. Ham had two catches for negative, I think, six yards. Ham ended up catching uh, one more pass for nine yards, like even it out. But that all, all that, one, both had more targets and catches than Dalvin Cook and for significantly terrible plays. This is after the bye against – the Dallas Cowboys without Dak Prescott. This is the worst usage I've ever seen of Dalvin Cook uh, since he's been healthy that I've ever seen. And it is uh, extremely horrifying because I think this is maybe almost like a Vikings rant because they're horrible. Uh, they need to fire Zimmer. They need to get like a new offensive play car on there. And this is the worst. So as a Dalvin Cook owner, again, you can't sell right now unless you're in redraft. I'd be like his projected points in Yahoo, ESPN, everything is through the roof still. So maybe you look on, you, you take this moment in time to try to make a move, to, get, to move from Dalvin Cook into one of the more upper echelon running backs if you can, or get like a Christian McCaffrey plus like a really, really great wide receiver, at least a wide receiver, top five wide receiver on top, like those kind of moves. But the thing is like the, the Vikings are one of the biggest S shows on the planet uh, when it comes to offense at this moment, coming off the bye, coming off the bye, they're the worst. So that was why we put this in here is because I really, really needed to vent about Dalvin Cook's usage and especially the fact that the other two running backs on the team at one point had five catches for like negative 15 yards. The worst game plan I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's it's very true that there are two teams in the NFC North that need uh, new coaches and a new coaching staff, and it's it's the Vikings and the Bears. I, I mean, uh, Lions? Well, no, I, I'm optimistic with the Lions. I mean, let's let's give them a, a chance. <laughs> that they need it. They're they're devoid of talent right now. I think so. We'll see. I'll give the Lions a couple of years for. I'm pretty sure Amir Abdullah, who they cut, outgained the other two backup running backs and receiving yards last week. Then and had way less targets again. It's just the worst. I just don't like. Dalvin Cook is the most explosive running back, and he only had two targets, no catches. There's no surprise with those other. Uh, it, it does scare me for the future usage because of his contract and the way they might protect him because the Vikings are bad. Anyway. Yeah. Um, fun fact, who doesn't have too big of an impact on Dalvin Cook right now, but Kenny and Wangu started his first game of the season last week. Nice. Big, big, uh, big fan from the fantasy Joes. I mean, I would bet that in Wangu would have better receiving stats than Madison and Ham with those pass catches. They were the worst. 
give him give him time, man. Like he's gonna he's gonna take off. Stash Kenny and Wangu. Like I per- I kind of initiated this as a little bit of a joke, but I I love me some Kenny and Wangu. And uh, if Dalvin Cook is stumbling, uh, there could be opportunity there for him. Yeah, he, he's he's an interesting name. Um, but, like he's 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 on special teams right away, right? So just being on the team and seeing the field, I think means something. So. Marcet has been the special teams player so far this season. I'm 100% out on Wengu. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm out. All right. Well, let's transition now to our week nine underdog picks of the week. Uh, Good to transition away from the Vikings because they are underdogs once again this week. Oh, no, they were favorites last week, weren't they, against the Cowboys? Yeah, <laughs> because Cooper Rush was starting. <laughs> I, th- I mentioned that to you guys in Boxer. It was still- I-, I actually had two teams where I started this combination of um, – um, Cooper and I think I think it was like G- Geno Smith and I was I was like oh this is not going to go well and I won both matchups it was that was fun um, and then if you started Mike White you're also happy last week it's crazy crazy week for backup quarterbacks but anyway let, let's let's recap this is our you know week eight was our first uh, first week and I had a really good week because I picked the the Saints over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they pulled it out they 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 were the winners um, Jake. Um, you called Jacksonville over Seattle. That didn't go so well because of Geno Smith and the rest of the Seahawks. And Will, you called the Lions or the Eagles, which I thought was a great pick. And man, the Lions just didn't show up, did they? My goodness. So they are who they who we thought they were. <laughs> we let them off the hook. All right. So let's not let anyone off the hook this week. And who wants to lead off? I can start us off. Um, I'm very disappointed last week. I didn't pick my Steelers over the Browns. Um, should have had that. I don't know why I said, had a question mark on there. But, yeah, because uh, they pulled it off. And, unfortunately, the Jags could not could not topple Geno Smith. Um, this, this week I'm doing a similar strategy. Um, I'm picking the Atlanta Falcons over the Saints, who are six-point favorites at home. Um, I just think Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon. At the end of the day, quarterback kind of matters in the NFL. So I, I will take the six point dogs here. And without Calvin Ridley, it's going to be it's going to be a battle. But it's good. It's this is going to be a low scoring game. Won't probably won't be the the most entertaining watch. But give me Atlanta. Picking the letdown game for the the Saints after knocking off the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Interesting. I, I do want to say with our bets last week, uh, Saints were plus 220 going to that game. So the fact that the Saints beat the Bucs, uh, it covered both the Jags and Lions losses last week. We ended up with $2.10. So um, we're going to roll it back. I don't I, I don't love Atlanta or New Orleans, but uh, Jake, I'm don't, here don't for you. Sir. No, we're going to do it. Two, plus 220, so here we go. I felt this was a tough week for underdogs. It, it is a tough week for underdogs. Okay, so I'll go next since I was the biggest loser from last week, and especially after last week's big win. Oof. Man, oh man. Do I want I want to ride Magic Mike White Lightning Train? I want to so badly. But we're talking upset wins, not ups- upset cover the spreads, right? Like that's in general what this, the point of this is. So like, come underdog on. through the win. Ride that train. Come on, ride that train and ride it. 
if Mike White goes for another 400 yards and they cover the 10 and like 10 and a half point spread against <laughs> it's crazy. The, it's crazy. You can't, you can't bet on them. No, I no, agree. but, but against the, uh, the Colts, like Mike White needs to be the starter forever. But anyway, I'm going to go Panthers over the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are three and a half point favorites, uh, on the road against the Panthers. This is a Stefan Gilmore revenge game. Uh, and I assume the Patriots will, uh, eliminate, TJ Moore from the game plan, but that (laughs) no, no, they think we're the best player, DJ Moore, but turns out it doesn't even matter because the rest of the team is average. And I think that the Patriots aren't that good. I think it's the biggest thing. I just don't think the Patriots are that good in general. It's it's, I thought it was the lowest over under until that Monday night game, but it's the second lowest over under at 41 points for the week. So I am taking uh, the Panthers here. I think the call's okay. I mean, I, I think the I mean, the Patriots, their defense is pretty good. Um, they got a pretty good coach. It was the Panthers. <laughs> no, I know. It, it'll be. I think it'll be a fun game. And, and you're right. It won't be fun to watch. It'll be low scoring and um, not not as bad as that Monday night game. Um, Steelers Bears. Um, and, and no, I'm not picking the Bears to to beat the Steelers. No way. I am going to take the Giants over the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Raiders are, are three point. They're they're traveling to um, beautiful New Jersey to the to the Meadowlands. Um, they still call it the Meadowlands um, to to play the the Giants. And, and I think the Giants will, will pull it out. They're going to be without Saquon Barkley. It looks like. I, mean, I guess that's questionable. But and a whole mess of the rest of the team. Yeah, but I mean, the Raiders. You know, this the, they they're gonna. You know, I, I don't. Is the Rugs news gonna? You know, band them together. I, I don't know. I just think it's it's going to be a a, a a bit of a you know. The ugly game, and I think the Giants pull it out. I, I and I don't feel amazing about this pick. I, I think this is a tough week for underdogs. Like I looked at the schedule, and I'm like, man, I don't feel good about any of these. But I'll, I'll go with the go with a G men over the Raiders. Uh, uh, it, bookmaker will not let me bet because of the COVID fallout. They've locked it. So, oh, okay. Maybe that should a- go towards the Jets. Giants Raiders was a close call for me. Um, Raiders have obviously dealt with a lot over the past few weeks. Um, you would, you'd think they'd lose sometime, sometime since then. Uh, and then as the Pan- Panthers over the Patriots, I think, is a pretty big call just because the history that Belichick has had over Sam Darnold, um, the infamous seeing ghost game. Um, I think Gilmore will probably be, will, will definitely be a, a force to reckon with for. Uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots, but I think at the end of the day, um, they'll find a way to squeak it out. That, that's a big game for both those teams. You look at their records. I mean, it's a, that both those teams, I think need that, that win. I, mean, I know there's still a lot of games left, but that, that'll, that'll be a slugfest for sure. Hopefully we, well, hopefully Jake, uh, Will and I do a, bit, a little bit better this week. Yeah. I mean, the, the Patriots needed to be relevant basically. They, after beating the chargers, like they need another relevancy win, the Panthers are kind of kind of a reeling team, but kind of like a weird there. It's going to be an ugly, ugly game, is my opinion. And it's going to be a horrible watch. It won't show up on red zone whatsoever. So I'll uh, only get to see a little bit of it. Not, not as horrible as Monday Night Football. Oh, gosh, that Steelers Bears game. Ugh, some tough watches this week. Yeah. Yeah, looking at the slate of games, I'm not ex- too excited about any of the games. I, I am interesting, interested in Green Bay, Kansas City, because I just want to kind of see what happens there. That, that's, I'm actually more interested now to watch that in, in a weird sort of way. Yeah. I think it's more important. If Kansas City doesn't win that by 14 plus points, that's a big letdown for them. 
They don't have half their, like, by half their defense, I mean Jair Alexander, one of the top quarterbacks in the league when he's healthy. They don't have one of the top quarterbacks in the league when they're healthy. So their two key points are out. Uh, I, I, I mean, I honestly think, like, Kansas City should win that game by, fi- like, 14 and a half plus, you know what I mean, if I'm setting the line. I think seven and a half is disrespectful to the Chiefs with the way the Packers are going to roll in town. Yeah, but you you were correct if you just respected the Chiefs all season. Um, we we do have a fun game I think on on Sunday night with uh, Titans Rams. I I mean I it would have been more fun with Derrick Henry obviously in the picture, but it'll still it'll still be a fun game I think. Um, all right, well let's let's move on to our hot level of spicy takes for Week Nine. We we've got five levels as our loyal listeners will recall. We've got banana pepper, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper. So. Um, if you look at our picks last week, we, we were all very hot, bold, and spicy. Um, we missed um, the Fields uh, Godwin call w- was close, but no cigar. Was that yours, Jake, or was that Will's? Yeah, they were both mine. I expected, uh, I expected Fields to get over 20 fantasy points, which he did, but uh, you, you put in there that a Chicago win, and I kind of felt that. I thought it was possible, and they fell Richa. short on that note. <laughs> If I just stuck to my guns, I would have been fine. Um, and then Chris Godwin, I said 150 yards and two touchdowns, and he put up 140 and one touchdown, which in fantasy is a fantastic week. Week, but in week in the hot, bold, spicy takes, it's it's close, but it's no cigar. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I'll lead off here because I alluded to this earlier. Um, you know, we, we talked about McNichols versus Peterson, you know, who, who is the, the better back to have him. Mean, maybe I'm living in the past. I probably am, but I'm excited about AP going to the Titans and I think he's going to fit right in. I think McNichols will be good too. Um, but, but I think AP is going to have some, some big weeks. Um, I think he's going to be the lead dog this week. And I know, I know it's the mighty Rams defense. So this is probably, this is why it's hot, bold, spicy takes, right? I think, you know, AP's got a lot of gas in the, t- not mean a lot of gas, but a little bit of gas in the tank. He's not, he's not what he was, but we saw him do it for, for Washington football team a couple of years ago. Right. I, I think he rushes for hundred plus yards and two touchdowns on Sunday night football. That would be, that would be very fun <laughs> to not even being in the league to uh Primetime performance. Yeah, like he's, that. he's, man, he's, and we'll see. He, right now he's I on mean, the Texas squad. For, for, they even for, call him up. He may not even start, but I think he's going to get called up. Uh, first and foremost, Carolina Reaper, no doubt, no doubter, right here. Uh, two tutties and 100 plus against the Rams D. Easily Carolina Reaper off the couch into primetime. I, I don't think this is close. I love the hot, bullets must take. I would never bet against Adrian Peterson, but I would bet against this statistic. I wouldn't because the odds would be horrible and you wouldn't make any money. Like, you know. I'd bet for it. Like, and you guys have, have, you know, in the past, give me crap for, for my weaker takes, but you know, I, I want to come out with some heat tonight. Well, Ryan, uh, last time I checked, Adrian Peterson is a hall of famer first ballot. Um, I think he's got a hundred and hundred plus yards and two touchdowns on many occasions. It's not very spicy to me. Uh, milk, milk take. <laughs> give him the milk. I mean, I was just watching the league and they were picking him one one. So, um, yeah, if this was 2011, oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel much better about it than 2021. Yeah, no, this is a no-brainer Carolina Reaper, and I hope you're right, because I would, it would, like I said, it would just be super fun. It's a bummer that we don't have Derrick Henry versus uh, AP. I mean, not AP, but Aaron Donald, but AP yeah, will have to do. it is a bummer. 
Yeah, All right. I'll, it's, it, first, I mean, the Rams, again, that's the highest over-under of the week is that game. And I, I'm kind of shocked by it. I assume that means – and Rams are eight-point favorites now. I feel like the, if that defense lets up and they only win by eight with the 53-and-a-half over-under against the Titans, that is a huge disappointment with the Von Miller signing, even though I know it's his first week integrated with the team. The I Titans are not the best player. Derrick Henry is their best player. It's, it's, I mean, I know positional value matters, but their best player is Derrick Henry, and it's not close. AP is going to get two touchdowns, 150 yards, but it won't be 100 rushing yards. It'll be all purpose. So, Ryan will fall short. He's returning kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Catch him. Get some receptions awesome. in there. I mean, if AP oh. goes for plus 100 yards and two touchdowns, I might like have to poop my pants live on the cast or something. Like, that'll be incredible. It would be incredible. It'll be the first person I think of the second AP starts going off. All right. Well, let, 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 let's move, let's move on, gentlemen. Let, let's hear your hot, what's spicy takes. Yeah, so, I, I've I've kind of a snoozer. Sorry, Jake, because I want to have mine in before yours because you have two and they're more fun. Uh, I'm just gonna go. Elijah Mitchell is a top three running back in PPR, and the Niners beat the Cardinals this week. I want to go fantasy points. That's why we were talking about uh, Elijah Mitchell's trade value a little bit before the podcast. I think this is the best. This is where the advice comes in. This is the best time to buy low on Elijah Mitchell. Like, and I agree with you. I love his talent. I love his fit and what they're doing. He is that player that is going to be electric in that scheme until that, until he goes down. So like, I, I, I want him and I need him in my life. So he was RB seven last week with 18 attempts, 130 yards, 137 yards and a touchdown. Um, he got no bunch of buys, bunch of buys last week, though. Fair. Um, there's a decent amount of buys this week. I don't know why you're trying to hurt your take either. Um, no targets in the passing game, and of course, similar to rushing quarterbacks, you want pass catching running backs. So that's definitely going to hurt his chances of being three overall. So I think that helps your helps your case. Um, I I would bet that he is is a top five um, or top like top half RB one. But top three is uh, at slow rich, so I almost want to go Ghost Pepper, but if Ryan is in agreement, I will go Carolina Reaper. Um, I'll leave I was thinking, hybrid up to you. I was thinking Ghost Pepper. Ghost Pepper it is. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot, but I, I feel pretty good. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm drinking the Kool Aid with you, Will. I, I think that the Mitchell is, um, yeah, is it? I, yeah. Well, I guess both you guys. Yeah, he's he's really interesting, and and um, he's he's clearly the the guy in San Francisco. And I, you know, people, some people are like, well, Jeff Wilson's going to come off IR, and who knows what's going to happen. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't buy that. I, I think I think uh, he's a pretty safe bet. Least, so you guys were year. only factoring in that he's a top three running back in PPR, but it's also that the Niners beat the Cardinals. If we're only factoring the top three running back in PPR, I would like to take off the last half bet for Ghost Swiper. You make it well, at some I, point because the Cardinals are pretty good last time I checked. Well, I th- I think it's seven one. How, how about how about if Kyler Murray plays Carolina Reaper, but it, but if Kyler Murray doesn't play, then it's it's Ghost Pepper. No, I'll just I'll, I'll just take Ghost Pepper. I don't, I don't, I don't, these contingencies are ridiculous, Ryan. 
I think there's a big difference whether Kyler Murray plays or not with it versus the, the Cardinals. No, I completely agree, but we're making this, <laughs> we're making the choice now. So either, I'm giving you Carolina Reaper, but I'm also so I'll either, I'll either go ghost pepper, Elias Mitchell, top three running back PPR with no Niners bet, or I want more. I, li- I like this negotiation. <laughs> this, this is why Will Greenwood's in sales, everybody. That, this is why. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, That's fine. all you guys talked about. I'll, I'll, I'll give Carolina Reaper because I think Murray's going to play. And I think that's going to be tough. But, but division rivals, I mean, you know, Murray could play. And and I, I just don't think the Niners are that good at the end of the day either. Yeah, I, 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 I know they beat the Bears, but who cares? Who hasn't? I, I added the Niners winning the game because I feel like Cardinals, even though they're one-point favorites, I, I, I would be willing to bet, at, you know, up to my $10 limit that the Cardinals win this game to cover the spread. You know what? Uh, well, I did. I, I made the switch in the show sheet that I was going to give you a Carolina Reaper. I thought you made an excellent point um, that the Niners beating the Cardinals, you deserve that little extra boat boost. But you kind of gave that ultimatum there that it was like this way or the highway. And it maybe drop back down to Ghost Pepper. I'd wow. Be- oh, my gosh. If you want to take out Niners beating the Cardinals, that's fine by me. But you're not getting <laughs> Carolina Reaper from me, sir. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? I don't on pay here? kindly to salespeople. I get too many telemarketers. I'm sick of it. Yeah, Jake, because they're, Jake, let me give you some advice. Understand the difference between say, like cold callers and y'all want my money. I ain't having it. Versus a uh, uh, consultative salesperson actually helps you with what they're doing. And honestly, take uh, that ghost pepper and eat it. Eat it, Will. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake. Let me give you some advice. You might want to wait until you give your takes and get. Thing, something to apply to you before you undo what you already did. Anyway, go it ahead. It doesn't matter. It's milk. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll start us off with uh, my homeboy, Trey Lance. Currently, the backup quarterback is not starting this week. He's going to score two touchdowns this week. On the ground, through the air? Two touchdowns. He's getting it. Off the bench. doesn't matter. Pick up returns. The man's not starting. Like he's literally the backup QB this week. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's you know Carolina Reaper. I mean, obviously Jimmy G has a tendency to get injured. He could go down the first play of the game and Lance. But but even even so, you know, we'll 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 see. Um, it'd be interesting to get thrown in there against the Cardinals defense, which is pretty decent. So, um, what do you think, Will? Uh, I mean, Carolina's already done this, so it's interesting to see that this is Carolina Reaper. So, I mean, if I were calling previous performance, I mean, I guess I could I could give it like a – I mean, if I would be like, hey, Derek Henry's going to have 100 yards, that would be a great call too. But uh, despite Jake's hey, hatred for my lifestyle and employment, uh, I think <laughs> I think I, I think I'll go Carolina Reaper. He's not starting. He's not playing. He's out. All right, Jake. Well, we're we're with next one. Spicy take. I'm going to take a – a little note from my good pal Will over there with thinking man oh man do I want to ride the magic Mike White lightning train well I do <laughs> I'm gonna ride that train Mike White Thursday night MVP they just they kind of decide that with the panel they uh they take the MVP and interview him at the end of the, the oh, end of the game j- they will j- be interviewing Mike White all right so like yeah is, is that how they do it with the thursday night telecast is it uh buck and aikman they say our mvp tonight or is it is it the it's the the crew after the show uh yeah calling wolf and like the rest of the big gang um who, who is 
there's only like extenuating factors that pretty much stop somebody from talking like from them to from just interviewing a specific person but who was last week's who's gonna be the best player at mvp wonderful question i didn't i didn't have a bet on it so or any thursday mvp from this season i don't know how this is judged well, it's going to be the, they're going to interview him at the end of the game. He's going to be the best player Thursday night. Some usually the quarterback, unless someone else has a big game. Um, although it could be uh, Michael Carter if the, if the Jets win, you know, like something like that. I don't know. No, they'll give it to the quarterback because they want to talk to Magic Mike White Lightning. I I, I think I, you know, they're, they're I think it's Carolina Reaper too. Yeah. I really want to hate on Jake right now and disrespect him for the <laughs> things he said about my career path, but uh, you know he can live with that. I won't hold a grudge. Even though not never done tell him never done telemarketing, but whatever, Jake, we can deal with that later. So so let's this is great transition to the two minute warning because I wasn't sure I was gonna talk about last two minutes, but I want to talk about salespeople because well, you are right. I wanna give a shout out to no listen, Jake. I wanna give a shout out to all (laughs) the great salespeople out there because as Will pointed out, they're problem solvers. Like, like in, in, unfortunately, it's a rare breed to find someone. You talk to someone, and they like a good salesperson will listen to you, and they'll listen to your problems, and then, you know, they'll help you find a solution for it. And, and uh, yes, usually it's something that they're trying to sell. But there are some really great salespeople out there, um, and I think they should be recognized because, yeah, we we kind of throw them into that same category with uh, like attorneys or other professions we don't like, but. Good salespeople are, are worth their weight in gold. So a shout out to the the good salespeople out there. Thank For you, my two minute morning, I'd like to shout out the countless bad salespeople and the telemarketers out there. <laughs> 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 you guys can all do better at your jobs. Please stop calling me. Um, find something better to do with your time. Um, but in reality, we kind of uh, alluded to it. Um, don't drink and drive. Um, don't speed. Don't carry a loaded weapon don't don't do all that stuff well easy with your weapon talk canadian uh i mean hey i don't we don't need to get in that discussion here but i'm pretty sure he wasn't like carrying it legally or like the way that you're supposed to carry it if you're a legal gun owner yeah if if you're twice the legal driving limit you, you might not want to have a loaded firearm in your gun i think is what jake's saying like yeah. it's one thing very well, all of the above don't drink and drive but i could go further and further with all of yeah. the bad examples he set uh yesterday but yeah i mean don't the, the thing is uh the, the so two minute warning the best thing in your life you can possibly do is surround yourself with a great support system the people that you love and will do anything for them and the people that love you and will do anything for you the thing where if you're about to make a bad decision one of your friends, one of your family members, your spouse, somebody will call you out on it. Make sure you don't do it. Uh, we all make mistakes in life. The best thing you can do is surround yourself with the best people possible. You'll do it for them. They'll do it for you. It'll be worth its weight in gold. And if you don't have that uh, close community, um, join our Patreon group. If you're ever drinking out late, feel free to let us know. And we will tell you ourselves to call a cab or a friend or et cetera. And if anything, we'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll send you PayPal money to pay for that cab. Like, uh, like, it ain't worth it. It's there's so many other options, but it, yeah. Oh yeah, PayPal, well. eh? Uh, as a salesperson, uh, <laughs> I'll negotiate a fee for the rate, and then we'll talk about your car's warranty and whether or not it needs to be renewed. But yeah, in general, like uh, it, the thing is, like don't don't underestimate the power of your community too. Uh, it, like literally, with with our group, if if you are too drunk to find a cab, there would be 
at least 15 people that would find you a car and send it to you on your way home. I don't know if Lyft transfers to Canada as easily, but uh, 20 bucks out of your pocket, 20 bucks out of somebody else's pocket, repaid easily, or it's a donation. Don't care. It's better than somebody's life or your life or serious injury or countless other possible outcomes. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. So and on, on a sad note. Oh, on, on uh, a, no, ser- serious last note. Uh, your last <laughs> bag pickup for leaves uh, in Minnesota is November 15th. So get your yard work done. <laughs> Thanks for the public service announcement. There you go. Uh, for all our Minnesota listeners. All right. W- with that, <laughs> let, let's get out of here, boys. Uh, we are the Fancy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FFJoes. Will is at Fancy Joe underscore Will. Jake, of course, is at Taste of Jake. I am at Roto Librarian. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Fancy Joes. We always do a great Patreon show pretty much every week at, at this point. Um, so on behalf of Will Greenwood and Jake Patterson, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Most disrespectful line of the week, I think, right now, besides Kansas City and Green Bay, is the Chargers are only two-point favorites on the road against Philadelphia. They must think the Chargers are completely broken. That astounds me. Yeah, that was. I feel like that's confusing for everybody. Yeah, the Chargers are like... They should be like 14 and a half point favorites against the Eagles. The Eagles, I mean, they beat, I get that they beat up on the, the Lions, but like, come on. Yeah, oh. it, it is, it is odd. I'm just trying to think does, does Vegas do that because of like recency bias? People see that the Eagles won big and then the, the Chargers lost. And I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it is interesting line for sure. You going to bet on that one, Will? Well, I'm going to put together a quick, like, fun parlay of what we were doing. All right. And okay. so, uh, yeah, looking at the slate of games, it, it, there are some really crappy games. I mean, it's, it's bad. Right. So if, if I, well, I'm going to ask you because, because we can't, Jake and I can't answer this question because we're, you know, bears and Steelers fans. So if, if I tell you, you've got to pit, watch one of the following games, um, which one, wh- how do you rank the games and, and watch most watchable or least watchable? So you got Bears, Steelers, Jets, Colts, Texans, Dolphins. Uh, Jets, Colts, number one, because of Mike White. That, yeah. I, because the uh, Dolphins, Texans, I actually wrote that in my personal show sheet that I forgot to bring up. Like, who, who wants to watch that game? Nobody. Like, it Dolphins should be a London game. It. it really should be. Texas, yeah, that way well, take, Sunday morning, you know, we can put that put it in Mexico City for this one. <laughs> like you can move that a lot easier than to London. You know what I mean? Put it like, in the middle of the ocean. There's a no, there's a lot of really no, like Mexico City has that uh Las Estadias and and Tech and Tecas? Uh yeah. they but they have a stadium. they played games at there before. Like, like, this or is, something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh nobody cares about that game whatsoever because they're both terrible teams on terrible trajectories. Um so yeah, easily I would watch Jets Colts because of uh, Magic Magic Mike White Lightning, uh, Bears Pittsburgh. I don't want to. I don't want to take a nap. I want to watch a football game. So I'm not going to watch that one. You're going to see a bunch of horrible uh, dink and dunk passes from Pittsburgh, and then Najee Harris getting stumped at the line for like 30 carries, maybe a couple breakout runs for like 10 plus yards, but nothing too special. And then on the Justin Field sides, I'm just going to pull out my hair because I want to be better than what he is. So least stressful, most fun. Uh, Colts Jets easily. Yeah, I, I I think we're probably in agreement. Like even as a um, 
you know, a, a Bears fan. I, I mean, I'll, it's Monday Night Football. I'll watch it, but man, I really don't want to watch. It's hard for me to watch the Bears these days because it's just Justin Fields, man. That's I'm going like, to end up watching the whole darn game. I would take Fields over all the other options. Man, the Bears, like, uh, uh, wh- I've not been paying attention Fields, to Chicago Fields, media, but why not? A- <gasps> why don't you move? Allen Robinson at this point. I mean, I guess they're delusional. And they think, I guess, I guess they technically are still in it with the extra playoff spot, but not really. I mean, let, let's, let's be real. Uh, you know, Ryan, the problem is his, you couldn't trade him with the trade deadline because his cap hits too hard unless they're going to pay his salary. So they would have yeah. had to take in like a full on like uh hit, like the Broncos did with covering salary because they yeah. wanted those picks, yeah, which but- I, I don't think that's a bad move by the bears either though, to get more picks for what he is, but he hasn't performed whatever, like well, what's all this whole year. So they're going to get what, like a fourth round pick and they'll have to cover his salary. Like, great. No, no, no. no I- but you get more. You get a third round pick in compensation when he goes to a different team, right? I, I know. And teams, if they're in the NFL in particular, if they're even you know sniffing the playoffs whatsoever, they're gonna generally stay the course and, and compete and, and get in. And I, I get that because they'll they'll make you know I I, I get it. I just <coughs> uh, it, it just it just seems like a um a lost opportunity. You know, it's it's I don't know. Another thing, Jake, is I'll say about the watchability of Justin Fields isn't good. It's not. His highlights are great. His the other eighty plays in that game are terrible. He'll have four good plays, and he did that like last week. But like, it's it is hair pull out bad. Do you have any Justin Fields that I could acquire? Yeah, Konami I mean, I'm not moving him. I don't care about it. Fantasy wise, he's fine, <laughs> but he's not fun to watch on TV. I'm not moving him, even though I'm talking shit about him. I'm not going to move him to you, Jake. No. I mean, like, oh. I've seen enough of him in college football that he, like, and I don't even watch college football that he has been exciting. So I just feel like it's a matter of time. And those glimpses that he, that a play breaks down and he's able to make some magic, like, that, like, I, I agree that his highlights are the fun part, but that's, that's what happened, I'm in for. I'm it's here happened for once this year, though. Like, that's what I mean. Like, watching the game versus Dynasty Value, it's better for your opinion about him to not watch the game versus watch it. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but it's the Steelers yeah. defense. So I feel like everything I would take with a grain of salt, regardless. Like, I don't expect him to do fantastic, but if he does do well, it's like absolute gravy. Well, yeah, but this doesn't mean I want to watch it. Yeah, but we're also we're comparing it against Carson versus Wentz Magic versus Mike, Mike, Mike White. White. Yeah. Lightning. <laughs> Forgot to say lightning again. Dang it. So I did, like you didn't even did you even know he existed at the beginning of the season? I didn't. No. Well, I, didn't. I I I knew that they had no backup. I did not know his name was Mike White, and that I, he's better than than. Uh, I was very Zach aware Wilson. of Justin Fields, and I was very excited to watch Justin Fields. So that's kind of where I still am. It's been horrible throughout. Yeah, it definitely hasn't been ideal, and I agree. Like the Bears are obviously not a fun watch. It's my options were pretty slim here, so. The thing is, like, it's funny because we're arguing about this and not a single person wants to watch the Texas Dolphins. They, yeah, there's they're <laughs> not very, any good matchups. Like, if you have, uh, if there's a weekend that you could, like, spend time with your wife or something, like, this is the weekend. Like, if you could just not watch football. If, uh, if you got, the way you said the Jake was pretty funny. Yeah, I know. It was there's really a weekend. like, if you got to spend one with your wife, this would be the one. So, like, uh, if there's, like, a family get together, like, some kind of something you can't get out of. Yeah, yeah, let me keep digging this hole even further. Yeah, because I think the best game it, 
in my mind, it's probably Titans Rams, and that's Sunday night. So you could, yeah, you could do something else on Sunday. So yeah, it's the highest Cardinals Forty Niners. If Trey Lance gets in there, we'll we'll, we'll still watch though. We're I like Herbert. Trey Lance has Brown, Browns either. Bengals. Trey Lance isn't exciting either. He's either going to run the ball or throw a checkdown pass. It's not a fun watch. It's it's like fun for fantasy to get points, but like it's not a fun experience. He's not Trey Lance isn't Lamar Jackson out there creating electric plays and doing fun stuff. That's the thing. Like, that doesn't mean that's not like in his range of outcomes, though. It, right now, it isn't in his range of outcomes. Sure, it is. Just because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I've seen him out there. He looks slow, plotting. All right, are you, are guys. You sure, you weren't watching Jimmy G. <laughs> you can inter- uh, right now. They've been equally electric on the ground. Oh, Jimmy G. Uh, house two. Tough man touchdowns I, last year. I, I know. More than Trey Lance has done in the NFL his whole career. Sorry, Will. I'm not buying what you're selling. <laughs> not interested. Zing. Okay. I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, we, we, should, we should stop the recording here. If you, you've uh, stuck it out this far, thank you. Good luck this week. Oh, we're week. still recording? Yeah, we're Whoa. still recording. Of course. We always still record. This is the after Whoa. show. This is the bonus. Bonus. You know, if you keep listening Whoa. after the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to apologize for my wife and to um, my family. <laughs> I love family and to Will gatherings. and to Will waiting Especially for it. On Sundays. Waiting for it. Um, if you have like if you have plans for me on a Sunday, just book it. Like I am excited. Let's do it. We're going to Eddie's. And Will, Will, sure, sure, you're you're we're, a great salesman. I apologize. We're going. We're going to Take Eddie's. Carolina Reaper. We're going to Eddie's. Let's do it. Anyone knows all what Eddie's right. is? Please. No. Fast Eddie's on air. All Illinois. All right. Anyway, we'll see it. We'll see you at, at, at Fast Eddie's this weekend. At Eddie's, Nova Scotia. Let's go. See ya. Halifax, here we come.